0: How will you remember your 2018? I want you to start thinking with me, and I'm sure you've already been watching shows, or you'll be watching shows in the next day or two, about how 2018 is going to be summarized for you. And a lot of times the news outlet that we get our news from heavily shapes how we view that 2018 summary. That's just what it is. Uh, But I want you to be thinking, how will you remember Year 2018. And I have two key words for myself and how I'm remembering 2018, and what's I think um, helping me get into 2019. And the two words are fear and joy. Fear and joy. And they're, they're the message, it's the two point message that the angel gave to uh, the shepherds that very dark, very terrifying night when the angel appeared to them, telling them of a great joy that would be for all people. So we're going to reread the Christmas story. If, if you've been in the Christmas season and here we are, December 30th, and you haven't read the Christmas story, well then we're going we're to read this uh, for, for ourselves out loud. And uh, that's our two points today. Number one is fighting fear, and the second point is pursuing joy. And so here's the story recorded, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds, The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. And by the way, notice that the shepherds aren't running away in fear at this point. They're terrified but they still need to listen to the rest of the message. They were joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's leave because we're afraid. No, they didn't say that. They said, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Let's uh, let's say a prayer. Father, we want to be astonished. We want to be filled with awe at this great news that that would bring exceeding joy to all people. We don't want to be controlled by fear. And 2018 has been a year of both fear and joy. And God, we pray that you would help us fight fear. We pray that you would help us pursue joy as we enter into 2019. And we pray right now that you would speak to us through this ancient story, but is so relevant and speaks to us so clearly right now today. We pray all this in the name of of Jesus. Amen. All right, so fighting fear. Verse 9, if you notice here with me at verse 9, before there's joy that appears in this story, there's terror. There's a lot of fear, and just to kind of make a quick note here, that's your life. That's my life. Your life is not just filled with joy and peace and happiness. If you think about your 2018, there were moments, I'm assuming, of fear. And when I say fear, it means fear of the unknown, fear of how are my finances doing, how's the politics going, Uh, fearful that the politics will keep going the way they've been going, fear of a relationship maybe ending, fear of being single, fear of a marriage ending, fear of a marriage being stagnant and not really growing, fear of not excelling in your career, Fear of expectations that you had for yourself and for the world that we live in, the city that we dwell in, isn't what you really dreamed it would be. Fear. So fear comes first in our story. It's Christmas and we're full of joy and we're heading into 2019, but notice that there is fear here. Verse nine, suddenly an angel appeared to the shepherds and they were terrified. They were terrified. I love The Bible is very real about real emotions that you and I have. Real psychology that's going on within the human existence. There's terror. There's fear of, oh my God, there's like this angel talking to me and it like came out of nowhere. And I mean, again, put yourself into that situation. What is this angel going to say? Is this angel and is God in your life to exacerbate your fear and kind of trick you and make you think things are only going to get worse? No, verse 10, I love it. The angel says, speaking for God, by the way, don't be afraid. Now, the angel and even God is not saying you shouldn't have fear or that fear is a bad emotion or a wrong emotion within your and my human existence. Rather, don't be controlled by your fear. Don't let fear bully you. Fear wants to bully you. Remember back uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Zechariah and his song. Remember Zechariah, he's the father of John, who's going to be born. John the Baptist is going to be born. And John the Baptist is going to be a forerunner, an evangelist, a prophet, speaking of Christ. And so Zechariah the father is late Late in his years, his wife Elizabeth is late in her years, and they're afraid that they won't have a son. And if you remember back in Luke chapter 1, verse 12, it says, And Zachariah was troubled when he saw the angel, and fear and terror fell upon him. But, but the angel said to Zechariah, Don't be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. What calms your fears? What is it? You, you've been thinking about your fears for 2018 and maybe those going into 2019. Something's got to calm your fears. You and I have some antidote, something you're looking to, running to, hoping in, trusting in, believing in to... Calm your fears. And what's happening here for Zechariah is he's assured that God hears his prayers. I don't know if you're catching the wow factor of that one yet, but Zechariah is afraid that God is not going to come through on his promises. He's wondering, has God even heard my prayer for my wife to get pregnant carry him to term, and for this to actually work. And I just commend to you this 2019 going in, and even as you summarize your 2018, the, 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 the overwhelming thing that will calm your fears is knowing that you have a God who hears your prayers. It's not necessarily a quick answer to, to fix things, or to solve things, or to, to keep you from suffering, or loss, or grief, and, and all the other things. But I hope I hope, and this is my prayer for you as friends in our church, is that you would take confidence in the fact that God hears your prayers. Zechariah is also, he's assured that God is faithful to deliver on his promises. The very thing that God has promised to do, he's going to do it. Rest in that. Rest in that. Notice Mary's fear. Again, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Mary's song. And even though she was joyful and singing... Luke chapter 1 records, but Mary was greatly troubled at the saying. And she tried to discern what sort of greeting from the angel this might be. And the angel said to her, and you know what the angel's going to say, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. What calms your fears? Knowing that you have favor with God. That message isn't just for Mary. Oh, beloved Mary, you and you alone have found favor with God. No, you as his daughter, as his son, as a Christian, trusting in this Messiah who would and did come, you have now found favor with God. That calms your fears. Whatever's happened in 2018, whatever's gonna happen in 2019, my fears are calmed by knowing that this God this God is with me, and I've found favor with him. Henry Nowen, I don't know if you're familiar with this author. He's one of my favorite authors. He's written a book about the difficulty of waiting combined with fear. Go into that emotion with me right now of fear. And one of the worst things about fear is that the darn thing won't hurry up and get over with, it lingers, it keeps you up at night. It makes you wake up early in the morning. It makes you fretful when nobody even thinks that you are. It's the whole notion of fear and waiting coming together that creates a storm for us. And this writer, in a little book called Watch for the Light, it's a reading during Advent season, he says, one of the most pervasive emotions in the atmosphere around us is fear. People are afraid. Afraid of inner feelings, afraid of other people, and also afraid of the future. Fearful people have a hard time waiting <laughs> because when we are afraid, we want to get away from, what, from where we are. But if we cannot flee, we might fight instead. Many of our destructive acts come from the fear that something harmful will be done to us. People who live in a world of fear are more likely to make aggressive, hostile, destructive, abusive, addictive responses than the people who are not so frightened. You catch that? You, do, do you hear the, the bullying that fear really tries to do to you and me? And uh, let me just insert a quick little anecdote here that doesn't work. Just be joyful. Just get happy. Just be done with your fear already. You tell yourself or you tell, you tell a friend that's going through all this fear, and that doesn't work. It doesn't work because one of the, one of the, one of the ways that fear fights against us is it whispers to you, this situation that you're in is hopeless right now. This one that you're in. And, and as a minister, as your friend, as pastor here, I want to I I encourage you, exhort you to fight. Fight against that whisper, that bully called fear, when it whispers to you that this situation that you're in right now is hopeless. Uh, fight fear with truth. The Bible reminds us, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not yet seen. And hope doesn't disappoint us. Because the love of God has been poured out into your hearts by the Holy Spirit. Who was given to us. Okay, let's talk about another thing that uh, fear whispers to you. Uh, Sometimes fear fights against us and whispers, no one really loves you. You love yourself and you think you're great, but no one really loves you. And God doesn't really care about you. Um, If if people did love you, you'd you'd probably have more success in your life or you'd probably blah, blah, blah. Fear is whispering these things to us. And I'm commending fighting fear with truth that the word of God says, by this we know love. Like where are you going to find love? Where does it come from? By this we know love. Jesus laid down his life for us. And we ought also to lay down our lives for one another. So you fight fear when you sense, when that inner voice comes to you and tells you that you're not loved. The situation's just all gone to crap. You don't have what it takes. You fight it with truth. You acknowledge it, but you allow God's word to come in and fight against it for you and on behalf of you. Sometimes fear fights against us by whispering, the world is gloomy. And this notion of joy is just an illusion. Get over it. You're stuck. Joy is just a fantasy. And again, fighting that, fighting that little nagging, bullying voice with these words of Jesus who overpowers our enemy, Jesus reminds us, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So bring it on, bully. Bring it on, fear of all sorts of colors and stripes and scenarios and situations and at times when I don't want you around. Bring it on because Jesus, my Savior, my King, truth reminds me that this joy can't be taken from me. This joy, as I claim it and receive it, will will be increased. Um, So the greatest, we're going to transition now to the second point, and that's pursuing joy. The greatest weapon you have, and I have, about fighting fear at the close of this year and the upcoming year is joy. And if you hear that, you might think, oh man, I was expecting you to say something different. Something maybe more compelling or something more um, better than that. Like, are you serious? The best weapon against fear, is that all you got is joy? Yeah, that's the best I got. And that's the best God's got. And that's because joy is not an emotion. Joy is not a feeling. Joy is a, get ready, person. Joy is a person. It's the person of Jesus. Jesus is joy. A few years ago, my my wife, my kids, and I, we were in this uh, family tour of the BMW plant. We were in South Carolina, and I'll never forget one of the taglines or slogans at the BMW plant where they say, joy is dot, 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 BMW. Once again, what is joy? How do you find it? How long will it last? Um, I'm commending to you um, that joy is a person. Jesus is the embodiment of joy that no thief, uh, no bully called fear can ever take away from us. So pursuing joy. Now, with this Christmas story, remember how joy, not the feeling of, but the person of, is crashing right into the midst of a world that's broken. A world of sin, a world of shame, a world of injustice, a world of hypocrisy, a world of slavery, a world of sex trafficking, a a world that's not the way it was meant to be. That's what joy is coming into. In fact, the Bible says that it was the joy set before Christ that caused Christ to enter into all of that. What motivates God? It's joy. Remember Isaiah 53, where the prophet is speaking of Jesus, that Jesus would be a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and that his great suffering would secure joy for you. It's the suffering of Jesus that secures joy for you. Notice joy. We're going to go back to Zechariah for a moment. Notice joy coming to Zechariah in Luke chapter 1. For your son John will be a joy and a delight to you. John's birth will make many people very glad. What gives you joy? Being assured and knowing and remembering and calling to mind that God will be faithful to do what he said he's going to do. That's your joy. In that moment when fear is fighting against you, you're pursuing not the feeling of joy, you're pursuing the person of Jesus. And more beautiful than anything when we think about Christmas is the fact that joy is actually pursuing you. Jesus enters your world. Jesus enters your fear. Joy, Jesus is pursuing you. Notice how joy comes to the shepherds right here in our text. Luke 2, verse 10. The angel announcing Jesus' birth saying, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This is a reflection question that you and I got to be asking in 2019, not what's going to make me happy. Go be happy, sure. Go be around people that make you happy, sure. But deep abiding joy that can't be stolen from you, what is that? And where is that? What gives that to you? And I commend again, knowing that Jesus is your joy. Knowing, being assured, calling to mind, reminding each other that Jesus is your joy. Jesus in John chapter 16, Jesus assured his followers, you are those followers, by the way, no one will take your joy from you. Maybe you got someone in your life right now that basically is stealing your joy. Maybe there's a scenario that keeps happening again and again. And again, and it's stealing your joy. And what pursuing joy looks like and what joy pursuing you looks like is where you and I meet Jesus in the Word. And the Word assures you that all that you need, all that you have is in Christ. Keep digging, keep searching, keep being curious to find out more and more what that is. C.S. Lewis, another famous writer um, of mine, whom I've learned so much from, uh, mentions that uh, often we confuse happiness with joy and that the two are vastly different. Joy is much deeper, it's less connected to our circumstances. Maybe you've read this book by C.S. Lewis called Surprised by Joy. If you haven't read this book, it needs to be on your, I'm, I'm commending it, it needs to be on your 2019 reading list, Surprised by Joy. And in it, C.S. Lewis says, more desirable than any other satisfaction is joy. He continues that joy must be sharply distinguished both from happiness and pleasure. Anyone who has experienced joy wants it again and again. Anyone who has ever tasted it would never exchange it for all the pleasures in the world. Bank account can't give me joy. Feeling loved by a certain other human being can't really give me joy. How I look, what I think about my physique, my weight, my physical stature, my health, my house, my reputation, my job. Fill in the blank for yourself. That can't give me joy. And to take us to a psalm here as we get close to closing this message. Psalm 16. Review this. Memorize it meditate on it, pursue joy by this very truth. Psalm 16, verse 11 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, O God, is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I can't even imagine the pleasures and the joy that's fulfilled in you. Yes, you'll have your career. Yes, you'll have your relationships. Yes, you'll have your retirement. Yes, you'll have your excellence in your career. And all the things that we do, your hobbies, everything, all of that's there. God isn't trying to take any of that away from us. But the deepest part of our identity and our joy is so rooted and connected with this Jesus. That's your joy. That can't be taken away from you. This Christmas season and heading into the new year, you may find yourself full of fear. Full of fear. I'm gonna leave you with three takeaways to help you um, maybe create some ideas around fighting, fighting this fear and pursuing this joy. Number one, let me just very simply say get the rest, get the rest that you need. We we forget about self-care during this time of the year and typically going into the new year. We want to help everyone. We want to serve everyone. We want to get very busy. Get the rest physically, emotionally. Get the exercise and get the proper diet that you need. That's loving yourself. That's caring for yourself. God has designed your body and your mind and your emotions and your spirit for rest. The second thing, acknowledge areas of fear and shame in your life. Don't just run away from the fear. Don't just think, oh, Troy just said, let's just fight fear by not thinking about it and running towards joy. No. Acknowledge the fear. Announce to God that it's there. Be very specific about what it is. Maybe journal it. Write it out. And then throughout the day and maybe the week and the month and the year, also write out and watch and this is the third thing how fears don't need to lead you. Fears don't need to bully you. Write down equally how God answers and attacks and ministers to each of those fears that you just wrote down or that you just acknowledge to God. So when feeling discouraged, I'll leave you and close with this verse. When feeling discouraged, when feeling fearful, Remember, perhaps medit- meditate and memorize Romans chapter 8, verse 28 through 39. God has made us right with himself. He's restored a relationship with us, between us and God. And he says, now nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. I am absolutely sure that not even death or life can separate us from God's love. Not even angels or demons, the present or the future, nor powers can do that. Not even the highest places or the lowest or anything else in all creation can do that. Nothing at all can ever separate us from God's love because of what Christ Jesus, our Lord, has done for us. That is our joy. That's who our joy is in. And that joy can't be taken away from us right in the midst of fear, whatever 2019 brings. My prayer, my hope for you, for myself, are these words penned by the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 15. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Gracious God, God, we do. We struggle. We we live in fear and fear is such a bully, is such a liar. We we pray that you would help us pursue joy. And God humbly, we we rejoice. We say thank you that joy, the person of joy, Jesus pursues us continually, faithfully, patiently. Not the joy the feeling, but joy the person. Continually make Jesus our joy. And help us overflow with that continually. I pray in his name. Amen.